welcome to the Christ's Quarter podcast. Thank you for taking a quarter of an hour out of this day to endure the presence of Christ and the words of Christ. Today, let's read a section of scripture, discuss what it means, and also how it applies to our lives. I hope that God will speak to you through my words, and more importantly, through his scriptures, and will bring you closer to him. I am blessed and thankful to have this time to speak with you, and I thank you so much for being with me here today. The Christ Quarter is available on Amazon Music. Just ask your smart speaker or app to play the Christ Quarter podcast. I'm also available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcast. Today's scripture selection is James chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. And the King James Version reads as follows. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect to persons? For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and you have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you, and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which ye are called? If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin, and are convinced of the law as transgressors. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy, that has showed no mercy, and mercy rejoiceth against judgment. The NIV says it this way, My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, you shall not commit adultery, also said, you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. 
Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the freedom and the ability to discuss your word and to enjoy your presence. Help us to understand your word and your will for our daily lives more fully. We ask that you bless this discussion of your word, that it will speak to someone who needs to hear from you. We ask that you use these words to bring someone closer to you, and that you will touch their hearts to love others through action in your name. That each of us will do something to show love to their neighbor in action as well as in word. That each of us will do our best to represent you to the world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The verses for today are clarifying. Most of us have heard that God is not a respecter of persons, but what does that mean? Does it mean that rich people are all bad and poor people are all good? Does it mean that a wealthy person cannot be a Christian? Does it mean that we have to give away all our worldly possessions to actually, honestly, authentically follow Jesus? That we have to wear simple, plain clothes and only eat basic, non-fancy food? No, none of that is true. So what does it mean? It means that, to be short and to the point, God knows who we are. He sees through our disguises to see our true selves. We cannot hide from him. Of course, there's more to it than that. So let's discuss what Mary's other son has to say and dig a little bit deeper. Let's get right to it. James begins in verse 2 with a situation that is very familiar to many of us. A well-dressed man and a dirty, perhaps smelly, poorly dressed man walk into an assembly, into the church service. The well-dressed man is welcomed and given a good seat, probably in the front, where he can be seen and admired by everyone. The poorly dressed man is not even offered a seat. He is told to stand over to the side, or even better, curl up under a footstool next to somebody's feet, completely out of sight. I have seen pictures of pastors who have lived out this narrative in the recent past in the last few years. They dressed in stained rags with a, a week or two of scraggly, uncombed beard growth, and they sat on the church grounds or near the church entrance and waited for one of their church members to offer some Christian human kindness. They waited for someone to see them through the lens of love, through the lens of Jesus. In the cases that I know of, not one member of the congregation sought to help their disguised pastor. Once that day's services started, they were shocked to see the vagrant they had just avoided walk into the church, up into the pulpit, and even walk up to the mic, up to the podium. I imagine there were attempts made to remove him before he sullied the precious church atmosphere and furniture before he revealed himself as their pastor. This, in a way, happened to me. I was out walking one day in Akron, Ohio. I had been out for a while in the heat. I was sweaty and not at all dressed for church. As God would have it, I happened to walk by a church that was having their Sunday morning service. It was a fairly large church. The people seemed cool, happy, and even festive. I was attracted to the vibe of the church, and I... I didn't have a regular church in Akron yet, so I decided to go in and get some information. I received a few looks on the way in, but I expected that since I wasn't wearing church clothes. What I did not expect was to be ignored by everyone. 
While I was not dressed for church, I was not dressed like a bum. I was about 33 years old at the time, and I felt like I was around the average age of the church members that I could see. So I felt especially ignored by people who might otherwise have been my peers. After a few minutes of this, I turned to leave. I was feeling a little dejected and rejected and very disappointed. Fortunately for me, God sent an angel to me, an angel in the form of an older man who apparently had seen me being ignored by everyone else. He approached me, welcomed me to the church, he gave me some information about the church, and he made sure I got a seat. I enjoyed the service and the message that day. And later I returned with my family and I chose that church as our home church while we were living in Akron. In relation to James' narrative in our scripture today, I was the one dressed in vile clothing. And while the man in our scripture today was told to stand aside or under some furniture, I wasn't initially even given that much attention. I was simply, I was simply ignored. According to James, those people who saw me and ignored me because I didn't fit their idea of what a young man in church should look like, sinned. Further, if anyone sins in a part, he is guilty of having sinned in full. Verse 10 says, For whoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Of course, the main point here is that we cannot keep the law, and we must acknowledge Jesus as the risen Son of God, and live under his blood, in order to live under his grace, and forgiveness. And that's wonderful, but what good are we here on earth as we happily live out our time here looking forward to going to our true home in heaven, all the while judging and ignoring our neighbors? How sad it would be to be so heavenly bound that we are of no earthly good. Matthew chapter 7 verses 1 through 3 says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? While we are here on earth, we should live fully. And living fully involves seeing our fellow humans through the lens of God's eye and seeing them all as precious and worthy of our time and attention. What someone is wearing does not matter. How much money they have or don't have does not matter. How they talk does not matter. How they walk or if they cannot walk does not matter. If they're a different race, if they have a disfigurement, if they have a bad reputation, if they have political opinions you disagree with, it does not matter. Look in the mirror. Love that person looking back at you. And love the people around you with the love of God and in action. That concludes our scripture discussion for today. Thank you for spending this time with me talking about, learning about, and enjoying Christ. It is my hope that God has used my words to touch you today and has brought you closer to him. Please contact me if you wish to have further information about Christ. Please email me at blackhattoday at gmail.com with Christ quarter in the subject line. You may also call or text me at 832-377-0044. Let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, 
as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The Christ Quarter is available in Amazon Music. Just ask your Amazon smart speaker or app to play the Christ Quarter podcast. If you'd like to learn about podcasting or have your own podcast, please share your name and your questions with me. If you'd like to respond to anything I've said here today, please leave a voicemail or text at that same number. If you find value in my message, please support me via the links in the podcast description or by my cash app, dollar sign black hat today. And please subscribe. It helps me out a lot. It has been a privilege to talk with you today and I look forward to talking with you again soon, maybe in person. This is Kirk. Meet me again here as soon as you can on the Christ Quarter Podcast. 